0: Encouraging a remind, reminder that uh when we don't have any earthly friends, uh we have a sweet friend in heaven Amen. it's gonna be there with us regardless of what we may be facing. What a friend we have in Jesus. If you have a copy of God's word, uh, can you join with me this morning? We're gonna be gonna be back in the book of Romans. Romans uh chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. We're going to start reading at verse thirty and thirty-one. Again, Romans chapter eight. Romans is found in what testament? New. Verse uh, 30, it tells us, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Let me pray for us and ask the Lord to help us. We have heard this verse many a times, and many of y'all might even have it tattooed on you. Um, But let's see what the Lord, the context of what the Lord was doing when he gave us this verse in verse 31. Let me pray for us. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, um, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us, Lord, to be back again, to be up under your word. So, Lord... Open our hearts to hear your word faithfully this morning. If any distractions or anything, Lord, that can take us away from focusing on your word, Lord, remove it from us. But Lord, let us, Lord, cling to your word. Let your word, Lord, bring life in us today. Help me, Lord, I'm weak. I need your help. Lord I am not able to preach this word without your help So give me help this morning Lord by your spirit And Lord as we leave this place today We all can turn and and say We have a friend in Jesus And no matter Lord what we may face That this friend will never leave us or forsake us He's going to be there with us forevermore Help us Lord In Christ's name we pray Amen I remember um, I was in a, I think 11th grade and I was in the art class at Palm Love High School and we cut the TVs on and um, when we cut the TV on, um, it was devastation all around the world. It was um, September 11th, um, 2001, is it 2001? 2001 and we saw the planes go into the, the Twin Towers. And, um, and America was very devastated at the time. But it didn't take long for many countries all around the world. It didn't take long for America to be reached out to by NATO and Australia and New Zealand and many other countries reached out, how can we help? How can we come alongside and help? Many presidents came in for many major assistance on how can we assist America during this time of so much turmoil. So in the past, you know, during a different United nation meeting, right, many countries said they are for America, right? But we didn't know if they were truly for America until these things took place. And what happened was countries came and supported America in many different ways they didn't just say they supported them, they came in and backed it up with any type of support. If it was financial support, if it was actually physical support, emotional support, they came in and supported, you know. I just saw recently um, Kobe Bryant, they just revealed two amazing statues of Kobe Bryant um, in Los Angeles. Kobe Bryant lost his life in an airplane, I mean a helicopter. And as they revealed this, Kobe Bryant's daughter had her head laid on a guy named Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol was one of Kobe Bryant's great friends. And once he found out that Kobe Bryant passed away, he reached out to Kobe Bryant's wife and children and said, Hey, I'm going to be there for you all. And now, as years later, Paul Gasol is there a friend to the family. So not only he said he's gonna be there for them, he's there and his daughter was on a, had a picture of a daughter with a head on Paul Gasol's shoulder. And I keep showing many other instances as happening throughout history on many people that have supported. I remember years ago in the union, when many needed to be set free in America. The Union came behind and helped support many of freedom in the South. Abraham Lincoln won the amazing speeches of the Emancipation Proclamation. How he wanted to come along the side and be able to help support the freedom for those. I remember here recently I just did a funeral and a, a family just passed away, yeah. I mean, a family member passed away. And so many of loved ones came alongside their family to be able to support them. You might say, Crusher, okay, I get the point. I get the point. You're trying to get at that when someone asks for help or someone reached out and says, I'm a friend to you, I'm going to help you. They come along and help at times. Well, I think this goes along with our test here today. Paul has been laying out before us. That God is for us. That God is going to support us. And now Paul's going to lay out today is that, let me give you evidence. I, I said God is going to support us, but look what God has done. Look what God has continue to do. That God is going to support his people and God is going to be there with them. Just Like New Zealand and Australia was there for America. Just like Paul Gasol was there for Kobe Bryant family. Just like I said, the the union was there to support the freedom for slaves. And and just like I I mentioned about, for me, uh, going to a funeral, a family's there to be able to support them. What are all these general things showing us in our lives, around us? It's showing that it's, it's a God that can support us better than anyone else. A God that is faithful, better than anyone can imagine. But y'all looking kind of like, I don't believe you, Just Since y'all don't believe me this morning, let me work. Let's go to the Bible. and Let's see what the tests say and see if the test says the same thing. That that after this, may the test convince you, not me. May may God's word convince you that God would never leave his people no matter what they go through. So as we walk through this test today, we're going to do it in three points. Proof that God is for us in 31a The second one here Who can be against us In 31b and also in 31b And the last point Remember God is for us When many Are against Us So um, Let's jump into the point number one Proof that God is for us Let me read the text again What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Many have taken this verse, this first question in different ways. What is these things that Paul is referring to in the text? Everybody put their finger on this. What then shall we say to these things? What is these things? These things, what is he talking about here? Some take this verse to refer to verse 29 and 30. Let's back up to 29 and 30 in Romans 8. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among brothers, many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. That these things right here, some would say... It's talking about God foreknowing us, God predestining us, God calling us, justifying us, and glorifying us. So some take these things were refer to verse twenty-nine and thirty, that these things right here is that God is going to be there with us. He called us, officially called us. God loved us before we even loved Him. Some take this to refer to the entire chapter, chapter eight they would say the entire chapter 8 is referring to these things. That the entire chapter 8 is giving proof of God's assurance of our lives. And actually that that is my understanding of this verse as well, that not just verse 29 and 30, I would take this referring to the whole entire chapter referring to this these things. This verse mentioned that these things referring to the entire chapter that that is conforming, that's that, that confirming to us that God is for us. So let, let us travel through this chapter and we're going to stop at verse 30. Let, let's travel through this and, and notice the support God gives the believer. Listen to the support God gives the believer. Right? We're cleaning up in the house. A vase is about to fall down somebody come in and catch the face and support them you're in a basketball game that the support you 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 a, a player need need to need to, um need to be get, uh need to be helped about the floor a player needs to be encouraged you encourage a player that support Let, let's see the support paul brings out in this chapter in Romans chapter 8 Verse 1, he tells us, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. We know God is for us because he isn't condemning us in our failure. Look at verse 1. I'm not saying this like I'm making this up. This is what it says in God's word, that God is not going to condemn us. You remember what happened in chapter 7. Paul has said is that, hey, I continue sinning. I don't want to sin. I don't want to mess up. But I continue messing up Mr. and Mrs. William I continue messing up But God continue to share with us That he won't condemn us Y'all quiet this morning I guess y'all be loud for the Super Bowl But let me go to verse 2 The spirit has set us free In Christ Jesus If God is punishing us Why is he giving us freedom in Christ Jesus In verse 2 So God is not going to condemn us God gives us freedom in Christ Look at verse 3 and 4 Jesus met the requirement of the law. Jesus is for us because look what he did. He did what we couldn't do. Jesus lived a perfect life. He died in our place. Jesus is perfect. He did it for us. Jesus is already one with the father. Jesus doesn't need us. He doesn't need us, but he allowed himself to voluntarily to love his father, to give us life for us better love is death to let us know that god is for us look at verse five we can summarize verse five and, when verse five talks about for those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh but who, those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit the spirit keeps our mind on the things of the spirit being with us and keeping our mind on, the, on things of the Spirit further prove that God is for us. If God is so much don't like us, God don't want to be around us, why does He give us a Spirit to keep our mind on Him? In verse 6. The Spirit gave us life and The Spirit gave us life in. Come on, look in verse 6. Look in verse 6. Everybody, look down in verse 6. Life and Peace. Outside of the spirit we don't get death in the spirit what do we get we get life, life. Y'all talk back to wake up now talk back to me now we get life look at verse 8 those in the spirit please God God even said now by the spirit we please him we give God what he desires this further proves a relationship with God for his people we see in verse 9 that the spirit dwells in us in verse 9. You have our not the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. It said the one who belongs to him does not have the spirit. But what do we have? Yeah. The spirit. Again, it's further proof. I told you all about 9 11, the Zillion coming in to help helping America and encouraging them, and Paul was Saul. Like, I'm giving you all support, like, showing you all the support that happened in our world, but look what's happening in the scriptures here. We see the support is here. God doesn't just save us and leave us, He saves us and keeps us. But y'all still quiet this morning. Look in verse 10. I'm going to keep going until y'all give me some feedback. The Spirit gives us righteousness. The Spirit gives us the right status before God. God sees us as not guilty. All of us have sinned in this room, haven't we? We all have sinned, But God, though, he looks at us and said, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Your sins are brought on the cross. So he makes us righteous. The same righteous, the word justice, come from the same word, the same Greek word, righteous, justice, justify. It comes from the same real word. A person that is righteous is a person that is just. They're just before the law. They're not guilty. They're right standing before the law. Family, all the laws that God has said, he has made us right as we kept all the laws. We know good and well we ain't kept all of them. Matter of fact, we all can testify that we probably broke all of them. Well, I probably broke all of them. Y'all, y'all are guilty. But for the most part, though, it, says, it tells us that for those that broke the law, now he has made them right. Who can bring a charge against us, Mr. Williams? Who can bring a charge against us? No one. We have been made right. The same spirit that raised Jesus will give us life. in Verse 11 God raised Jesus' life, and the same God gives us life. If He raised Jesus up, family, He raises us up. This is more proof that god is there for his people those that mocked and killed jesus did die in unrepentance they didn't get life they got death. but for us we get life because christ has done for us verse 12 we aren't debtors to the flesh anymore we all have sin right we all have sin but now god has wiped away all our sins And now we are free in him. We are debtors to him, not to the flesh. We're not enslaved to the things in the flesh anymore. We are enslaved to the things of life. He gave us this. If God is against us, why did he even give us this Holy Spirit? The most important being, right? The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. He gives us the Spirit. He gives us the best gift you ever can receive. He gives it to us. Think about a kid, right? A pan go out, you know. Jared and Scott go out and buy, say they they child a a, a brand new Tesla, brand new off the market, a brand new Tesla. What does that show? They show their appreciation for the kids. They love the kids. They 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 they, they show their gratitude. They show all these things, right? Well, if we're here to test what God gives us. God give us the best of the best. Nothing in the earth can compare what He gives to us. He gives us His Spirit. Do y'all kind of believe me now? Y'all yeah, y'all still quiet. Verse Verse uh 14. He said, Now we are sons of God. When it says sons, we get to cry, Abba Father. Abba Father. Right? It's so special. My kids come up to me and say, Daddy daddy's home daddy daddy i love you daddy 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 give me some bucks, daddy daddy they, they come to me because i'm daddy they're comfortable with me they know i'm their father i have never ran, went into walmart a a stranger a little child come up to me and say daddy i just never happened it might have happened to some of y'all but it never happened to me <laughs> it's never happened to me y'all but a, a child never came up because a child i'm, I'm not their father but my kids can come up to me and say, Daddy. Um, Miss you I think she said a word, was it daddy or? Yeah. Papa. Oh, papa. papa. Miss Hatcher said it said papa. Come just say Papa. But family, we get the chance to call God Abba. Father. Papa. Papa. We get to call him that. Everybody don't get that opportunity. Only his children get that opportunity. Amen. And it says a spirit bear with it to our spirit. Even when we forget the things of the God, guess we reminds us of the things of God? The spirit. God himself. It even tells us in verses 18, it said, we get glory. Glory is the whole reason why we're here in this world. The whole reason why God has created us, and for us to see God's glory, but now I turn around and say we're gonna be glorified. <laughs> if God is so much against us, right? He ain't with us. Why is He doing all this stuff for us then? <laughs> Creation is waiting on us to be glorified in nineteen and twenty-five. Just free and praise the things we ought to for. When we can't even pray right. Because who prays for us, the spirit, God, Thank you, Mark. the spirit intercedes for us. The spirit steps in for us. When we don't know how to pray, the spirit is say, hey, brother, you rest. I got it for you. I'll take care of it for you. When them enemies are working, enemies all around you, when people hating on you and all this and what's going on, and everybody says, just rest, just rest, the spirit is already praying to God for you. It's praying when you don't know how to pray. The spirits aren't doing this. Again, this is further proof that God is for us. Verse 28, everything worked together for our good. You tell me what? A car wreck going to work for good? Getting cancer going to work for good? I, to, to, for, for me, losing a loved one's going to work for good? For me, losing my job is going to work for good? I didn't say this. Don't get mad at me. This is what the word says right here for the believers. That all things work for the good. don't understand it because we have carnal minds. And we think that bad things happen in our life is that God is not for us. But so happily though, a lot of times the bad things happen in our lives are the things that we needed to trust God even more. Mm -hmm. The things that we need, sometimes again, I don't want anybody to lose a job, right? But sometimes losing a job shows that we have made an idol out of money, idol out of a job, and various different things So trials in our lives doesn't mean God is not there But sometimes trials in our lives Mean that God is there I'm mean, not saying sometimes, all the time Trials in our life, God is there for his people Some people see this in singleness Some people see this in marriage Like I want to be married Or even in marriage, like My spouse just doesn't understand this My spouse is not getting these things The Lord gave you the perfect spouse for you Why did he give you that perfect spouse for you? To show you your heart. It's not all about your spouse. Everybody looking at it as a spouse. Well, my marriage is all about spouse. Just in my marriage. But but for the most part, that within a marriage, again, when trials happen, a spouse is not listening, a a spouse is not caring, a spouse is not considerate, a spouse making everything about themselves, that's the perfect person the Lord wants you to have. You're like Preston, hold on now. You, you, you've been messing. Now you're preaching first, but now you you that's the perfect spouse that you need. Why? Because that spouse is gonna bring out so much patience and long suffering. A lot of times we don't want that, right? We, we want all the answers right then. But we need those in our lives that make us uncomfortable. To show that we truly trust the Lord. But let me let me get back to the test, Got off the track. Verse 29, God planned every part of our salvation to make us like Jesus. Again, prove that God is for us. Do y'all get it now? Or y'all need some more? Y'all get it? Oh, okay, okay. you got it. You got left time dude. So this entire chapter has laid out all the things that help the Christian remember that God is for us. These things are full of affirmation that God is for us For the Christian that is struggling That we That he or she is hating us or committing So we have Seen a limited proof That God is for us But look at our second point here I gave y'all proof But something is not right Something is not right y'all Our second point would deal with Why is he reminding that God is for us why, do Paul, why is Paul telling the people this? We already know this. Everybody know God for us. But why is Paul telling us this again? Because it is a lot of things that is against us. Point number two. So Paul is telling us God is for us. That must mean we must have a, I mean, enemy. We must have somebody against us. Who, who is this against us? Who is this against us? finna see here what then shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us okay somebody says say we're gonna see here in just a moment god is for us is the thing paul wants us to know who in the world can be against us first thing we know that it is many that are against the people of god We know many are against the people of God. People are mocking God's word left and right. Christians are fired from the job for trying to hold on to truth. For holding on to God's word, people are fired from from job or or getting disciplinary actions for trying to hold on to God's word at jobs. Kids are made fun of by going to church on Sundays and, and, and not going to a basketball game or not going to a football game or going to a practice. They go to church, they're made fun of. Holding to God, view of marriage, right? People are mocking today. Why even get married? Mothers, we have mothers in our church. Mothers, stay at home. Mothers are made fun of to want to be a homemaker. Oh, On the other side, mothers that go to work are made fun of. We have many more instances of people being against us. Maybe we have family members that might be against you, trying to hold to what's right, Don't want to stand for what's right. And families right here say, "Oh, look at them! They just know it all. They're they are too holy." And you're like, "No, I'm 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 just trying to live for Jesus. I'm not trying to be too holy. I'm just trying to trying to be like Christ has called me to be." Well, no, they just you're just doing too much, right? So we have people in the world like that as well. So, Paul know we know that. You, know we know that. So, why is Paul telling us this? I mean, in the Old Testament, right, we always thought the people of God had enemies. So, we know this stuff. So, why is Paul reminding us of these things? But I think it's something else out there against us, too. We talk about the people around us, the child, the family that might be against us. I say what Mr. Williams just said. We have another enemy, which is the devil. He is against us. We know this from 1 John 3.8. Whoever may suppress the sinning is of the... Whoever may suppress the sinning is of the... Devil. Devil. Good job, Mark. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. 2 Corinthians 2. 2 Corinthians 11.3. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, the serpent came and ran game on Eve. He ran game on her. she listened to the game and messed around Look what we had. All right? It was Eve that did it, not the man. I mean, the man came, but he was involved, right? With the wife, the wife, man, she wasn't. But you know, this is another message. Well, John 8:44. You are of the father, the devil, and your will is to do to do your father's will. So we know here in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the devil comes to do. Revelation 2, 2, 2, 3. and he sees the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him. Who is this Satan? This adversary. I mean, this, this one that was fighting against the people of God. So, you know, the devil... In the world today. And the devil is the one that's right there. Wanting to entice. When Jesus, after he was baptized. Right? His, after his baptism, he came up out of water. The father said, this is my beloved son whom I will Please Look in chapter 4 in Matthew. Now, the first thing, when Jesus got baptized, he about to he skipping. On the yellow brick road. He about to have a good time. And look who come up. The devil. The devil comes up and says, hey, let me holler at you, Jesus. He tried to run game on Jesus like he ran game on Eve. But Jesus picked game, y'all. I mean, Jesus knew what he was doing. So when he came on Jesus, Jesus, he had Jesus, had that stone right there. We know you're hungry. You've been in the wilderness 40 days. You hungry, Jesus. You're starving, Jesus. Turn that bread into a stone. And what did Jesus say back to him? Man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that Proceeded out the mouth of God. You see, Jesus quoted about scriptures and Satan offered the kingdoms of the world. And what did Jesus offer? What did Jesus say back to him? Yeah. You can't tempt the Lord our God. So, so Jesus, he quoted scriptures. Eve said, Hey, what a fruit is. And so Jesus quotes scriptures back. Adam and Eve, for them, didn't rely on God's word. They relied on their feelings. They relied on what may seem good to them, what feel good to them. And that sounds like our society today. Everybody going on what feel and what sound and what taste, all these things. And the devil takes advantage of these things. So the devil is always there to try to encourage us sin against God. But, but, but hey, y'all, but let me say one more thing, though, real quick. That we already know the devil is against us. We already know family and friends and people in this world jobs against us. So why is Paul telling us this again? I think it's one more enemy, y'all. Y'all missing out on this one. It's one more enemy that we are missing out on. And I think this enemy right here is what we continue skipping while Paul is reminding us of this right now. Because there's one enemy that we continually say it's okay. This enemy is not a threat. Getting fired from a job is the real threat. The devil is the real threat. And so for us, the enemy for us is the people outside of us and our friends and our job and teammates. The devil I think it's another enemy that we're skipping. Let me introduce you to one more, op- oh, one more enemy. This enemy is our own heart. This enemy is our own heart, our heart. This enemy right here is worse than any other enemy. It's our heart. And our heart, what I say is our flesh. That means sometimes we don't think that He is for us. So, who's questioning if God is for us? It's not the devil. It's not about the people that work with us. Who's forgetting and thinking that God is not for us? It's us. I quoted all those verses 1 through 30, right? I quoted all those verses 1 through 30. But, family, I can say this right now we don't truly believe those verses. I don't truly believe those verses at times. Paul, know that we don't believe Romans eight through one through three pretty often. We disbelieve it by thinking that God is not for us. We are convinced to claim the, uh, that our flesh can take us to where God can't take us to. That God is holding us back. Right now, I got a loved one that is sick, and I'm praying to God, and God is not answering the prayer. So He's not for me. I've been praying for the job, and, and the answer to prayers is not for me. So, so God is not for me. So even though we said one through thirty, but when we pray at night, no prayers are not answered the way we want to answer. Family, we try to try to say that God is not listening. God is not near. And so we never would quote those words, God is not for us. We won't say that. But in actuality, though, is that we believe those things. We're convinced of those things. Like Adam and Eve, they joined with the serpent thinking that God is holding them back. What was Eve's whole thing? When a serpent came to it and said, hey, you shall be as God. Like, God don't want you to know this stuff. And, so, and Eve's <laughs> thinking about, man, God is holding us back. Even a God like God is holding us back that we can know good and evil. We can be as God. We don't have to submit to him. He can submit to us. So God is the one that's the enemy. He holding us back. And so what did she do here? She ate the fruit to be as God. She didn't trust God's word. She trusted what was in her heart. And family, I can say this. Because this is what we do every single day. We we, we say we are things of God, but a lot of times, we not. Again, when our spouse, right? Or or, or when our kids, when when they don't do what we want them to do, we start to say things and do things. We don't trust the Lord to go before us. We put it in our own hands, and what do we do? We make a mess of things. We got one yes up after I guess everybody else don't struggle, but me and struggle with this. And that's what we believe that God is holding us back. God is holding us back, and we do the same thing. We can't see God loving us after we commit the same sin over and over again. I just lit the pornography. I just did this. So I mean, God is not for me. I just committed a sin, so hey, I might want to stay in that sin. God told me not to do this anymore, I did it again. And so God is not for me. We can't see God loving us when we trust our desires over his word. So Paul even felt the complexities of these various things I'm talking about. That he knows he should honor God in every instant of his life, but he gives into the law of the flesh. Listen to what Paul says in Romans chapter 7, starting in verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold the sin. Paul is a believer. He's an apostle. He talked off. He's an apostle. He was sent out by God. God met him on the road to Damascus. But Paul continues to say, "What well, I'm sold the sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not want, do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that is good to so pass about this battle. I want to live for the Lord, but I choose the things of the flesh. I want to live for the Lord, but I choose the desires of the flesh. So Paul shared this struggle here. He know all these truths, but now the sin comes in his life, and now it's a struggle for him. That this flesh is the very thing that he hates. So Paul wants to do good, but sin is encouraging him to do wrong. Now we're 2,000 years later, and we are committing um, committing the same sins of Paul that Paul has committed. So our enemy, is it is the world. Our enemy is Satan, but also is our flesh. Our flesh. And Paul is telling us because of flesh. So the last point I want to end this with right here, the last point. How to remember God is for us when we have many enemies against us. If our heart is there and the flesh is still there, it's the old flesh, right? This flesh ain't going to heaven. This flesh is going to get rid of, but this flesh, before we get to heaven, this flesh wanted us to continue dishonoring God. So what do we do? We got this flesh that would dishonor God, but we know we will be glorified. Last point, point three, how do we remember God and not give in to these things? What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So, what is Paul ultimately getting at in this verse 31? First, Paul wants us to think about all those that are against us and compare them to God. None of those things can separate us from God the world, the devil, nor our own hearts. None can do it. But we forget this, and start allowing the enemies to convince us that God is actually weaker than we think. So, fam, with the time we have left, I want to encourage you not to believe that lie. Once you believe God is for us, hold on to it. Hold on to it. We didn't realize that it is nothing that can overpower God. Satan is not stronger than Him. Our coworkers, our boss is not stronger than Him even our own flesh is not stronger than God. So first of all, let's think about all of these enemies we have, they're not bigger than God. God is stronger than any enemy that we can come across. Remember that fact. So when you get in a place of timidness and you feel that you don't know where to turn, know where to go, knowing is that God cannot be defeated. Amen. But in that moment, the flesh will say, God lost. Come on over here. God can't do that for you. Go ahead and give in. When we start believing that, we give in. But we believe that, no, God is the most omnipotent being. All powerful. And nothing can come over God. Then we can believe that, hey, man, this enemy doesn't have control over me. No enemy has control over me. Not even my own flesh. We then realize that we are in the best hand that we ever can be in. So the first thing embracing god is for us remember this he is the creator and that god is the most important being that exists he would destroy all things but he at the same time will love the children that he set aside for his glory jesus predestined us into eternity past from eternity past his love for us surpasses all of our imaginations psalm 18 2 and 3 the lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge in, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my strong I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. So again, one thing we know here though is that the Lord saves us, the Lord keeps us. He's our rock we can take refuge in him. We can find safety in him. Second thing we have to get ready in. Knowing that God is for us, let us know that it is, some, it is some people that God is not for. There is a privileged family for God to be for us. God is not for everybody. Those that have committed in sin, those that are not submitted to him, those are not believing in Jesus. For those that truly believe in Jesus, those who Jesus is for. It gives us the act of God, after act of mercy. Think about it. Everybody doesn't get this mercy. We get it. Even in your own children. You get to be a parent of your own children. This is a gracious act that God has given you to be able to be a parent of these children. Family, the same way. God has become a parent to us. A father to us. Let us be thankful in that. It says in Psalm 1846. The Lord lives and, and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and subdued the people under me who rescued me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man, the, the, the man of violence. Do we believe this? And the last thing right here, thirdly, God is for us. Family, that doesn't depreciate. They hear, I hear when people buy a new car. I can't afford a new car. When you buy them new cars and they say you drive out the parking lot, they said depreciate it depreciated at that moment. It's not worth the same value that you bought it for at that moment. That's different from God love, y'all. God love doesn't depreciate. God love gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. That's how God loved us. God love in the way of the, the, the magnitude of his love, it get better and better and better and better. Family, if we can lose our salvation, we couldn't. We can't do it because God saved us. It was God's work and God keeps us. Because it's not based upon your performance, is based upon the perfect work of Christ. Psalm 31, 23 to 24. Love the Lord. All ye saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who asks him for Be strong and let your heart take courage. All you who wait for the Lord. Family, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Amen. 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 A couple applications. i am get an application. That was just, I mean, the application was no, quick. Remember that God will be for us at every moment of our lives. All right? Put that down. God will be for us at every moment of our lives. Okay? All right. Remember that we have any we have um, any enemies around us or even enemies in us. They still want to separate us from God's love. So don't let any enemies in your own heart convince you that God is not there. So we just give in to sin. Don't give in to sin. God is there. Let us trust him and trust him forever. Psalm 37, 1. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, but not envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like grains and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Do well in the land will befriend and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust him and he will act. He will bring forth are your righteousness as the light and your justice as the moon, noon, day. So family, the Lord will keep us. 1 John 119, for we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and clean us from all unrighteousness. So family, when your heart tells you that you're so far in sin, remember this right here, that God is for us. That your sins is on the cross. And that doesn't mean we just go in and live how I even want to live. But for those that are truly believers in Christ, they want to live for Christ even when they mess up. they knowing that God has forgiven them. He has cleaned them from all unrighteousness. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us.